We're back here on the big show, KTGR, KTGR.com, and the KTGR app, Mizzou Softball. This weekend at the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic with a 3-2 and two record. That makes it 13-2 and two on the season. The Tigers uh, coming back home for this week, and then they'll have one more uh, weekend trip over to Lincoln, Nebraska, where they'll play Wichita State and Nebraska during the Big Red Invitational. And talking now with Larissa Anderson, the head coach of Mizzou Softball here on the big show. Coach, uh, Came in undefeated, of course. Uh, took the first couple of losses of the season, but still some really solid showings from your group as you overall get a winning we- record for the weekend. Uh, what overall did you see from your group and uh, how they kind of grew through some of these games and things like that? Um, I mean, we were extremely competitive. Easily could have come back 15-0. and um, You know, not that you ever want to lose, because I definitely don't ever want to lose, but every loss, it's a, it's a learning experience. So... It was gaining a lot of information on some of the things that we need to just overcome and face some adversity. Um, in particular, that Baylor game. I felt like um, when we had we had a costly error that happened in the middle of the game, and we just didn't really recover from it. So you have to experience those things to to recognize how your team responds and and what you have to do to be able to counter a situation like that. But overall, like extremely impressed with our our pitching staff. Um, you know, they're really controlling the strike zone. They're giving us an opportunity to be able to win every single ball game we played at this point. So that's extremely it's successful. Um, really good outings by some of our offense production. You know, Jenna Laird and Alex Honnell are always in that conversation. But I was glad to see that Madison Walker had some better at-bats. She's one that we're going to rely heavily on. And I would like to see her in the middle of the lineup to being able to produce a lot more RBIs. But it was good to see that she had some at-bats. Um, needed to get a little bit more production at the bottom of the lineup. And, you know, some of the stats aren't um, an indication of some of their quality of bats. Like Julia Crenshaw didn't put together a lot of numbers, but hit the ball extremely hard all weekend long. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate that you can't see that in some of the stats, but she had great, great at bats, um, really good passes at it, really, really solid contact. It was just right at people. For sure. Larissa Anderson, Mizzou softball coach with us here on the Big Show KTGR. And you talk about some of those players and some of the moments they had uh, starting to uh, get a little bit more consistent. And we did see some some nice moments. Uh, as you mentioned from Crenshaw, she did have uh, a couple RBIs uh, throughout the weekend. I know Katie Chester had a big home run to, to really catapult you forward in the Cal State Fullerton game. Uh, what about, you know, these these last few games or so have you seen, you know, when, when you see sparks from players and, and they try to build off of that to build that consistency? What what kind of is the next step to that when you when you know it's in them, but they're they're just trying to make sure it's it's an, a consistent kind of thing going forward? Yeah, and a lot of I mean, it's it's so unbelievably mental. It's it's that mental approach and, and not trying to do too much and not getting outside of yourself. And, you know, Madison Walker is probably the perfect example of someone who her entire life is has been born and raised to hit and she wants to hit and then, you know, every pitch doesn't give you an opportunity to hit and you got to learn how to take some of those pitches and maybe have a walk here and there. And same with Katie Chester. She's another natural born hitter and she's has yet to walk yet the season. So it's, it's swinging at the good pitches and hitting something, handling something that you can handle and not every pitch gives you that opportunity. Um, so those are some of the things. And when I see that there are, disciplined and the and the pitching staff that is facing us this past weekend they're throwing a lot of off speed because we have a lot of potency and a lot of power within our lineup and the only way you're going to keep that off balance is mixing speed so every every team we're facing is throwing opposing pitchers that have very very dynamic change-ups 
And we had played, I think it might have been the Fullerton game, um, that we had an unbelievable approach. And we either sat change up and hit the change up hard and took fastballs or really stayed disciplined. And that's the discipline we need in every single game. And we lost that against against Baylor. So then the Baylor pitcher controlled our controlled our tenor and controlled our our approaches rather than us controlling what we need to do. So it's just staying disciplined to some of those approaches and and not panicking when it doesn't go your way. Well, and you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. The pitching performances that uh, your your entire staff uh, showed, it seemed throughout the weekend. Uh, certainly, Lauren Krings, as she's been able to do, had some uh, some solid outings. Marissa McCann and Taylor Pinnell teaming up for the shutout against Fullerton uh, on uh, late Saturday night was certainly impressive. There, Cece Harrison had a good uh, outing. And just a uh, what overall do you think worked for them? Is there uh, again, uh, there are some players that are still breaking into this level of the game, but also so some they're trying to work on what what maybe didn't work for them last year and try to build upon that. Yeah, and I'll start with Sierra Harrison because she was she was really protected last year in terms of the outings and and the number of innings that she threw, and we're relying heavily on her right now. Um, she is so extremely competitive when she's on the mound, and she has great command and control. And I and what separates Sierra from um, Krings, and I'll just talk about Krings in general is Sierra can throw consistently both sides of the plate. She does not live on, on one side. So it makes her extremely tough for hitters to have an approach against her. She can throw a rise on both sides. She can throw her curve on both sides, and then she has a really good changeup. So it's really tough for hitters to have a plan against her, and, and she doesn't miss. She's not missing over the heart of the plate, so she's not getting hit extremely hard. And when the ball is put in play, it's it's making easier outs for our defense. Um, and that's where Krings needs to... That's what we're going to really emphasize this week is being able to throw to the inner half to left-handed hitters. And that's that's the one weakness that I'm seeing with Krings um, to be able to dominate that inner half. And, I mean, she throws such high velocity and is topping out at 70 right now. And, and it's really, really tough to turn on an inside pitch. And so we need to get that inside to lefties a little bit more because she dominates it to righties. Uh, about you know uh, Marissa McCann and uh, how she's been able to uh, again break in at this level and then take take the ball in a game uh, like she did late Saturday or late Friday night uh, and just be able to uh, almost go the distance but uh, but still be able to to keep hitters off balance and, and I'm sure it's been impressive from what you've seen from her because again you raved about her preseason it seems that she's uh, cashing out on some of that yeah and. And again, she's, I'm putting her in situations that I know she's going to be successful. Um, and also, we're going to rely heavily on her. And what was really fun about that Fullerton game is when I told McCann that she had the start, she she immediately glowed and a huge smile across her face and was excited for this opportunity. And I didn't anticipate for her to be able to go as deep into the game as she did. I had a, a second starter ready to go. Lily Wynn was ready to go. And I said, I maybe only get three innings out of her because it is new and it is a high level of intensity and maybe one time through the lineup. And she continued to go and continue to dominate. And she's able to do so because she's similar to, to Harrison. She can throw both sides of the plate. Her rise ball was extremely effective. So she was getting a lot of swings and misses on that. And she's got an unbelievable changeup. So when hitters are not getting on time, I'm going to leave them in until until they start to make an adjustment. McCann could have closed it out. Like she, her pitch count was in a really good spot. Um, they were not getting on time, but I wanted Pinnell to experience that seventh inning and what it feels like coming out of the bullpen to close a game. 
Um, but extremely impressed with, with McCann's outing and going into that. Prior to that game also, she had said to me, Coach, I want you to get on me every single pitch. I want you to yell at me from the dugout. I want you to, to ride me. I want you to get on me. And I'm like, okay, like you said it. <laughs> this is going to be it's going to be a different experience for you if, if you want that out of the dugout. So I had to increase my level intensity for her. But I mean, she responded tremendously in the effort that she put in. Interesting that a player would ask for that, you know? I know. Have... It's never happened before. I'm like, okay, you asked for it. All right. Here you go. This. It's coming. Uh, Larissa Anderson, Mizzou softball coach, joining us here on the big show, KTGR. Uh, you know, just the idea of, again, you know, three and two weekend uh, for your group. Uh, the two losses were, were by one run. There were some other one run games in there. That it was all pretty close this weekend. It seemed that either uh, any of these games really kind of tipped either direction. I, I, I guess about the experience of doing that again. Against, you know, a couple of high power programs, uh, some experienced teams being able to take that experience into uh, later on in the season. What do you think it'll do for your group? It's going to be tremendous. I mean, you, you never, ever want a loss, but it's what you're learning from those from those losses and, and some of the adversity that we face. You know, to be brutally honest with you, the time change was tough and our game times were extremely tough. And, you know, some of those games we were coming off the field at one thirty in the morning central time and. And having to turn around and play the next day, and that—that's grueling for the student athletes. I mean, it's—it's it's really tough on the coaches, but it's—it's it's extremely difficult for the student athletes to put them under those conditions. Um, but we responded beautifully. Like we never ever gave in, and we stayed competitive, and we were grinding it out. And it's taking that adversity and knowing that we're going to be tired when it comes down to postseason. Like that's just the way it is, and we play extremely hard. But you have to know what you need to do to get your body and your mind ready to play at that level. So those are the moments that we're going to take from it. And we're going to prepare this week for an unbelievable weekend at Nebraska and a great atmosphere and, you know, playing in front of a great crowd and some awesome weather. And then we're going to play at home. So it's having a lot of energy and excitement for what this next step is going to be. For sure. And again, uh, this weekend, uh, your final batch of non-conference uh, weekend games before, uh, as you said, conference play starting uh, the week after. Uh, you'll take on Nebraska, who was there at Mary Nutter, I believe, this weekend, playing some of the same teams that you faced. Uh, and then Wichita State, who uh, has already beaten a couple of other SEC teams this year. So a good start for them to the season. I just wonder, you know, with this with this last, you know, test before conference play, what you're kind of expecting from these two squads as you face them this weekend. Yeah, and they had extremely competitive weekends. And I haven't watched film yet on Wichita, um, but they put up some impressive numbers. So I'm really anxious to see what some of those videos show and um, how competitive that they're going to be. But I think what I'm most excited about is the atmosphere we're going to get in Nebraska. It's their home opening weekend, so I know their crowd's going to be ecstatic. It's going to be a sellout crowd. It's going to be great for our players to experience that before we open up at home. Um, so that's that's really the energy that we're going to bring because it's going to be different. I mean, it's much different than playing in a tournament style with four fields going on. So we have to really continue to control what we can control um, our pitchers, especially our young pitchers, it's going to be unlike anything they've ever experienced. So we got to eliminate the go big red from from our, the noise and really focus on the MIZ. 
There you go. That's the, that's the way it's done. So, uh, again, this weekend, uh, four games in total for Mizzou softball against two opponents, Wichita State and Nebraska, on Saturday and Sundays. The Tigers will uh, get closer to conference play, which will start next weekend. Uh, but the Tigers this past weekend going 3-2 and two at the Marinetta Collegiate Classic, 13-2 and two on the season. Great to chat with head coach Larissa Anderson here on the Big Show KTGR. Thanks, Coach, uh, as always, for, for taking the time. Good luck this weekend, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Andy. M-I-Z.